so today we are going to talk about confession uh, and the scripture portion that i have is hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 so if you have your bibles turn with me to hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 hebrews 10 23 says like this let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promised is faithful isn't that beautiful the author is saying hold fast to your confession without wavering why because he who promised is faithful say that with me again he who promised is faithful once more he who promised is faithful See, if there's one thing that we can always bank upon, that is God's faithfulness. In all seasons, we can trust that He is good. At all times, we can be rest assured that He is faithful. You know, we can be unfaithful at times. We can forget what we have. Uh, we can... We can get so distracted by what's around us that we can lose focus on the reality that we have that god is for us but even when we are ignorant he's always faithful the bible says like this even if your mother forsakes you i will not leave you i will never leave you i'll never forsake you i will be there till the end of the age isn't that amazing that he is faithful. There's one thing, if there's one thing we can trust is God and that God is always faithful. You can surrender to his goodness today. You can deep dive into his love, right? You can trust in his faithfulness because he is always faithful throughout all seasons, in your ups and lows, in your mountaintops, in your valleys, when you're spiritually high, when you're spiritually low, doesn't matter. God is always faithful. So that's the context. That is the context to which the author is saying, because you know that God is faithful, hold fast to the confession of your hope. So if you don't know that God is faithful, you won't be able to hold fast to the confession. Now because you know, now because you know that no matter what happens at all seasons, at all times, God is faithful. He will always be with you. In turn, in spite of things that come against you, in spite of circumstances that you can't make sense of, he is faithful. You may not be able to understand it, but you can trust him. He is faithful. Knowing that, knowing that, hold fast to the confession of our hope. Hold fast to the confession of our hope. What is the confession that you're holding fast to? What is the confession of your faith? What is the confession of your hope that you're holding on to? Turn with me to Romans chapter 10, verse 9. It says, because if you confess with your mouth, what are you confessing? That Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. How are you saved? When two things happen. You are saved when you believe with your heart and when you confess with your mouth. See, both of these things go hand in hand. You can't believe something and confess on the contrary. You can't do that. 
belief and confession they go hand in hand so you believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth what are you believing with your heart you're believing with your heart that jesus rose from the dead that god raised jesus from the dead that is what you're believing but what is that you're confessing you're confessing that he is lord now because god raised jesus from the dead and he is seated far above every power and every principalities he is the lord of our lives that's the confession that we are holding on to especially in circumstances such as this especially in a season such as this where everything seems so bleak where everything seems so vague you have no idea what's happening you don't know what god has in his mind right now even in such situations when you can't understand this you can hold fast to that confession that jesus is lord jesus is lord he is good and he is the lord see jesus said this something in luke 6 he said it is out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks you can only confess what is there in your heart so believing and confessing they go hand in hand right now in romans 10:9 paul says if you confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and if you believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead what is going to happen you will be saved what are you saved from are you saved from hell are you saved from sickness are you saved from your sins see all of that is there but when paul is talking about here in romans 10 he is talking about that we are saved from adamic's fallen nature into the glory of christ what are we saved from adamic fallen nature see when god restored us in the person of jesus he did not just switch us back into the glory that adam had lost in the garden okay he was not trying to just maintain the balance of the accounts in christ there is much more glory than what adam has lost in the garden we are saved from that adam's fallen nature and we are rescued into the glory of christ see that's why when john talks about incarnation he says the word became flesh the word he took on the fallen nature he took on the form of a fallen flesh he came in the form of a fallen man but that jesus who came after crucifixion after his death and resurrection you see that he is glorified and that is what our destiny is we are not just called to live like adam before the fall we are called to live like christ after the resurrection glorified jesus and that's why paul says in romans 8 29 he says for those whom he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son we are predestined to be conformed to the image of his son the gospel is not just about going to heaven the gospel is about transforming us into the image of his son that is our destiny that all of us are called into the glory of christ he has glorified us he has conformed us to the image of his son it's a done deal so what is our confession our confession is when we say with our mouths speak it out when we say it out that jesus is lord and when we believe in our hearts that jesus died and he rose again we are saved from this fallen nature we are saved into the glory of christ 
So whenever we talk about salvation, we have to understand what are you saved from and what are you saved into. We only talk about what are we saved from, which is mostly sins. We are saved from our sinful nature. But we seldom talk about what are we saved into. Yes, we are saved from sins. Yes, we are saved from sicknesses. Yes, we are saved from our habitual, you know, habitual struggles that we go through. But we are saved into the glory of Christ. It doesn't happen tomorrow. It doesn't happen when you die. It happens right now when you confess with your mouth and you believe in your heart that Jesus rose from the dead. When you believe that Jesus has defeated sin, death, Satan, sickness, everything, when you believe that and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you are under the jurisdiction of Jesus. When you confess that, you experience salvation right now. See, if you understand the Old Testament understanding of salvation, the Old Testament understanding of salvation was never futuristic uh, salvation, which is going to heaven. The Old Testament people never thought, the Lord is my light and my salvation. They never interpreted it as, oh, one day we will go to heaven. See, when David wrote that verse, the Lord is my light and my salvation, he was in the midst of trouble. He needed a rescue. He needed somebody to rescue him because all his enemies were around him. He needed salvation in the moment, in the here and now. And I'm telling you guys, you can experience salvation right now, in the here and now, if you believe with your heart that Jesus is risen. And if you confess with your mouth, open your mouth and say that Jesus is Lord, you will experience salvation right now. See. I never understood the importance of opening my mouth and confessing or even opening my mouth and praying loud. So even though I was taught to pray and I was taught to pray religiously in a very disciplined manner, you know, as time grew, I would stop, you know, speaking. I would stop speaking out. I would get up, but I would start praying in my mind. And then it became to a point where I didn't want to even get up also because God knows my heart, right? Man looks at outward appearance, but God looks at my heart. So I would just lie on my bed and I would pray. See, when, when we do that, understand something, we're not doing this for God. When we open our mouth and we confess, we are doing it for us. See, when David was making those prayers, when David was writing that psalm, he was writing for himself. That's why there's... in there's portions in Psalms where he says, Oh, my soul, rejoice in the Lord. He's speaking to himself. He's speaking to his soul. He's speaking to his mind. He's speaking to his heart so that the soul, the mind, the heart will align itself to what he's speaking to. See, a lot of times it is not about God. I don't have to pray out loud for God to hear. God can hear the faintest of your cry, but you need to hear what you're praying. Your mind needs to hear. Your heart needs to hear. So confession is for you and for the atmosphere that is around you. So today, we are going to talk about the power of confession. And I'll give you five points. There are, there are five points that I prepared. And I believe it will help you to understand that confession is powerful. Okay, you can also pray in your heart. Pray as a thought. God will hear all of that. But I want you to understand that confession is powerful. 
So my first point is, if you're writing it down, my first point is, we are justified or condemned by the words we speak. What's the first point? We are justified or condemned by the words we speak. And my verse is Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 to 37. Matthew chapter 12, verse 36 to 37. This is Jesus speaking. He says, I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified and by your words, you will be condemned. Interestingly, Jesus does not say that you will be judged by your work. He says you'll be judged by your words. And it's so interesting that we are not even careful of what comes out of our mouth. There's so many times, you know, stuff that comes out is so contrary to what we say we believe. And I'm not talking about using abusive, bad language. I'm talking about saying stuff like, this is impossible. Saying stuff like, I can't, I can't do this. Saying stuff like, I don't know, I don't know if God will come through. I don't know if God hears me. And Jesus says, I tell you on the day of judgment, people will give account for every careless word they speak. You'll be judged by what you have spoken. Power of confession. See, God takes your words very seriously. Even when we don't take our words very seriously, God takes your words very seriously. And why is that? Second point, because our words can either pollute us or sanctify us. Our words can either pollute us or sanctify us. And my verse is James chapter 3 verse 6. And the tongue is a fire, a world of unrighteousness. The tongue is set among our members, staining the whole body, setting on fire the entire course of life and set on fire by hell. What is James saying? James saying that the tongue has the power to pollute your entire body. By what you say, you can pollute your entire body. The tongue looks like a very small organ, but it's very powerful. Because it has, it has the power to pollute your entire body. And that's why I believe when in the new covenant on the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Spirit came upon the people who were waiting, who were tearing, it came in the form of tongues of fire. Because God was saying, I am going to sanctify your tongues. So now we have tongues of sanctification. We no longer have tongues that pollutes our body. We have tongues of sanctification, guys. And that's the good news, isn't it? That the first sign of sanctification was the sign of baptism in the Holy Spirit. You can either sanctify yourself or you can pollute your own body. See, when we learn about the gift of tongues by Paul, he says that by speaking in tongues, you edify yourself. You edify yourself. You build yourself. We don't understand what we speak, but we know that what we speak, when we speak in tongues, edifies ourselves. It edifies us. What you speak is so important, guys. 
because the first point says that you will be judged by what you speak second is you can either pollute yourself or you can sanctify yourself third point power of life and death in our words our words carry power of life and death proverbs 18:21 says death and life are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit interesting right that death and life both are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit you can either speak blessing or you can either speak curses both are in the power of your tongue the choice is what do you speak and whatever you speak you will enjoy the fruit of it so if you speak blessing you will enjoy blessings if you speak curse you will enjoy curses what you speak is what you are going to enjoy see when god was creating in genesis 1 it says in the beginning god created heaven and the earth and then it says and the earth was without void and there was darkness all over it was formless there was nothing and the holy spirit was hovering when there was darkness and when there was nothing god said let there be light what if god was like us and he had just said what he saw think about it if god was just like us and if he had said what he saw and if he had said oh my goodness there's so much of darkness what do you think would have happened there would have been more darkness but he didn't say what he saw he spoke what he wanted to see he spoke what he believed and a lot of times guys we speak what we see we speak what we see in the physical we see there's chaos happening there's violence happening there's no peace and we speak all of that when god wants us to speak what we believe because jesus is lord are we speaking in the context of knowing being aware that jesus is lord or have we lost all hope there's power guys there's power in your tongue when you speak you're not just speaking mere words there is a lot of weight in what you are saying see when god was blessing adam and eve he blessed them by speaking he spoke over them and he blessed them saying be fruitful be multiply take dominion and you may think only god has the power you know only the words of god have power of life and death no it's not right imagine imagine isaac blessing jacob how did he bless jacob he did not bless him by giving a will paper or he did not sign some real estate papers and property deals he blessed him by speaking blessings over him in the form of words he blessed him with words and when jacob goes and esau comes and tells isaac isaac can you bless me daddy can you bless me isaac says i can't bless you because all the blessings that i had i had already given it to jacob he has already blessed him in words to jacob think about that his words were so powerful so your words that you speak guys there's a lot of power in them this power of life this power of death there's blessing there's curse there's so much of power in what you speak 
In fact, when you read Ephesians 1, 3, where it says you are blessed with every spiritual blessing, the word blessing over there comes from the Greek word eulogia. And eulogia means good word. So if you had to translate it properly from Greek, it would say that you are blessed with every good word. Every good word that God can speak over your life, you are blessed with that. Why? Because words have power. Words have power of life and death. Fourth point. Our words determine the course of our lives. You want to know how your life is going to be. You want to know what your future is going to be, how your future looks. See today how you're speaking. The words you speak today will determine the course of your life. That's why in Joshua 1.8, God tells Joshua this, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. God tells Joshua, you have to meditate on God's word. And how to meditate on God's word is by confessing it day and night. Keep confessing it. Keep confessing it. Keep confessing it. Because as you keep confessing it, you will determine the course of your life. You will see prosperous and good success coming into your life. You want to know how your future looks? Look at how you're speaking today. What are you speaking today? What are the words that are coming out of your mouth? What are you confessing today? Your confession, your confession leads way to your future. You know, in Joshua 14, this is like way after uh, Joshua captures Jericho. In Joshua 14, Caleb comes to Joshua and Caleb is 85 years old. He comes to Joshua and he says, Hey, remember? That 45 years ago, that the word of the Lord came through Moses in Kadesh Barnea, that I will have this mountain. Do you remember that? I still am hanging on to the word of the Lord. I still remember the word of the Lord as it was today. And he's saying, give me permission because I will go and I will drive out the giants from the mountain because I believe in what the word of the Lord has said. I have the same strength like I had when I was 45, when I was 40 years old. Think about it. He was holding on to God's word for like 45 years. And he says that he has the same strength as he had when he was 40 years old. Think about it, guys. Words have so much power. If you keep confessing God's word in your life, you will see it as a reality in your life. If you keep holding on to what is God's word in the season that you are confessing, that you want to see it in your reality. My last point. Words can move mountain. Words can move mountain. In Mark eleven twenty three, Jesus says, Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, whoever Praise? No. Whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Jesus teaches us to speak to the mountain. 
he does not say when you see a mountain when a problem comes against you you pray he says speak to the mountain and he says if you have the faith like the faith of a mustard seed have you seen a mustard seed it's so small it's so tiny it's so tiny that you can't see from far away one seed is so tiny and jesus says if you have the faith of a mustard seed if you speak to the mountain be taken up and thrown into the sea it will happen it will happen according to what you have said speak to your problems see jesus he never prayed against the storm he never prayed for healing he never prayed for deliverance do you see jesus kneeling down and praying oh god i pray that this demon will get out of this man you never see him praying he spoke and it happened you speak against your problems even the apostles james or john and peter they were they were walking in the towards the temple gate and they saw this beggar this person who was lame and they say, they tell him silver and gold i do not have but what i have we give it to you in the name of jesus get up and walk they just spoke you speak against your problems you know when when you speak against your problems when you speak when you confess god's word you can change your atmosphere you can change your atmosphere guys you have the power to change your atmosphere you know why because everything that you see around has been created by the word everything that you see around hebrews 11 verse 3 says by faith we now understand that everything was created by the word everything so everything that you see is created by the word so when everything is created by the word when you speak god's word everything responds to that word because it was created by it so when you speak god's word you're not just speaking mere words you're speaking words of power you're speaking words that contain life and the atmosphere responds to those words because they were created by by the word they were created by the word of god do you want to change your atmosphere speak speak out loud there is power guys there is power see let me give you this illustration when when you are drowning when you are drowning and you need help desperately how would you cry would you be like oh help me please somebody are you there help me when you are desperate what would you do you would cry you would scream from the top of your lungs and i'm saying guys when when we are desperate like that when you when you trust in god to a point where you don't have a plan b you have you are binding god to commit himself to help you because his word says that he hears the heart of the broken hearted he listens to those who are helpless but you know a lot of times we don't we don't cry out we don't reach out because we are so comfortable and we are so convenient will you will you cry out to him will you confess that he is the lord of your life if you believe that jesus was risen from the dead will you confess with your mouth open your mouth and say that jesus is the lord of my life when you say that jesus is the lord of my life you're basically saying that i am under his jurisdiction i am under his authority i am under his protection i belong to him see if you remember when we are doing receiving through submission i said this that 
whoever you submit to you become like them when you submit to jesus you become like jesus but you have to surrender to his goodness you have to surrender to his lordship it's like marriage you know when a husband and wife they get married they surrender to each other they surrender to each other's love not because one is bigger than the other but they surrender to each other's love but in our case jesus has defeated death sin and sickness and he and he has been glorified he is seated far above every power every principalities and when we say that jesus is lord we can experience his reality we can experience his reality in the changing circumstances that we are living in we can experience his reality in the atmosphere that we are living in in spite of what is going around when you and me confess that jesus is lord because we truly believe we truly believe that he was risen from the dead our atmosphere starts responding to that you know i wrote this some time ago if you start confessing what you believe then you will start believing what you confess if you're having a hard time believing something start confessing it and as you start confessing it you will start believing it because believing and confessing they always go hand in hand so keep confessing god's word keep confessing god's word what is the word of god that is coming to you very strongly in this season keep confessing it open your mouth and confess it just don't have a mental agreement of it that is not enough open your mouth and confess it say it as if you mean it say it as if you believe it i'm the righteousness of god i am healed i am deeply loved god is well pleased with me i have the abundant life of christ i am secured in christ i am protected in christ i am highly favored i am blessed with every spiritual blessing what is the word for the season open your mouth and confess because as you open your mouth and confess your atmosphere starts changing see this creation which is subjected to frustration this creation is waiting for sons and daughters of god this creation is waiting for mature sons and daughters of god and how will the creation respond to you is when you speak god's word confess guys see when you hear the word of god you confess what god has spoken to you you see what god is doing in the now and here what do you do first you hear god's word second you speak what you have heard third you will see what you have heard as you hear god's word faith comes and as faith comes you confess with your mouth you will see it happen in your reality see my heart is my heart for you including me my heart is that we will not be sunday to sunday christians but we will be monday to sunday you know a daily christian where we are not just listening to sermon and getting some intellectual knowledge but it becomes a reality in our life so when you hear god's word keep hearing god's word and as you keep hearing god's word open your mouth and confess open your mouth and confess because your heart needs to hear it your hands need to hear it your legs need to hear it your body needs to hear the word of god and who will speak the word of god to them you open your mouth and speak to them 
open your mouth and speak into the atmosphere open your mouth and speak in the circumstances that you are in speak to your mountain speak to the storm speak against sickness speak against depression speak against anything that is taking away your reality of the kingdom confess because there's power in what you confess let's pray father we thank you for your word we thank you we thank you for this great privilege daddy we thank you that you have given the power of life and death in our tongue and that you you want us to choose life you want us to choose blessing you have given us both you have given us life and death you have given us blessing and curses but you choose you want us to choose life you want us to choose blessing and father we thank you for teaching us this and i pray that this will become a reality in our lives that just as we hear your word we will also confess so that it becomes a reality in our life father we just don't want it to be another concept we want your word to be true we want to see your word in jesus name we pray amen